Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First, it's free. How much better does it get? Second, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Third, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever your audience is tuning in, your podcast will be there. Fourth, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Look at us. We have less than 100 listeners per episode, yet we still make money on ads. Granted, it's not a lot, but we still make money. And finally, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. That's anchor, the thing you throw off your boat, .fm to get started. Welcome into another edition of the JMU Sports News Podcast. I'm Bennett Conlon, joined by a couple of special guests today. We've got Joe Kirkendall, the GM of the Founding Fathers team, which is the JMU team in TBT, the basketball tournament, which we'll be talking about. We've also got Dimitri Chabarkova, a three-point shooting star for JMU fans who, who might remember, and he is on the team as well. So welcome in to, to both of you guys. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Glad to be here. Serves a three-point shooting star and a baby hook star. You can't forget yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the baby hook was was special <laughs> for sure. I guess Joe, let's start with you. For JMU fans that have probably seen uh, maybe some of the journey on Twitter or social media of, of trying to get a team into TBT to where you are now. I guess what is TBT and how did JMU end up getting one of the sixty-four teams this year? Yeah, so TBT stands for the basketball tournament, um, and. I mean, the easiest way I describe it is it's pretty much an intramural 64-team tournament for the general public. Um, technically, anybody can enter a team, um, and that's kind of how it started out. I think 2014 was the first year of the basketball tournament, but it's kind of taken off and become this big deal where they play a 64-team tournament on ESPN. Anyone can enter a team, and the winning team takes home a million dollars to split up amongst themselves, and that's kind of what they've become known for. Um, there's no association with schools or alumni groups, but about I think this year just under half the teams end up being alumni teams um, so Marquette won it last year Syracuse won the first year and then between there were some non-alumni teams that won but yeah I got put on my radar actually while I was a current student manager at JMU someone had reached out to me about putting a JMU team in for various reasons or another we didn't get in over the years um, we put a really good effort in in 2017 and didn't get in um, and then this past year myself and kind of my co-GM and head coach Kevin Albright we're like, let's give it one more shot. We have more guys playing pro. There's been more graduates. Good year for Jamie basket, men's basketball. Let's give it a try. And so we emailed TBT, our contact there, and we were like, don't BS us, be honest. Like, is it worth our time and effort? Because it is a lot of time and effort. 
um, to even give it a shot again this year. And he's like, I think you guys would be in to go all for it. And so we did. So we've actually been planning this. I think December 1st is when we sent that email. So we've been working on this since December 1st, whether it's getting guys for the roster or trying to raise funds or arrange travel for um, all our players. Um, We've been working on it since December 1st and we're excited to have a JMU team um, to represent, um, yeah, what JMU basketball stands for. And I specifically say JMU basketball because I think we're unique and that we're the only team with a women's player on our roster because we know you can't say JMU basketball in one sentence and not talk about the women's program. So we have Kamaya Smalls as a player and Nikki Newman as an assistant coach. And so we're excited to represent both programs and show what they both mean and what they're about. Um, and me and Kevin and all the other players have, especially on the men's side, um, for sure has been kind of a rocky past couple of years. And uh, we wanted to get back to a level where it was, whether it was 2013 when we were um, all there or back in the 90s and 80s. Um, and so we're hoping this can kind of be a platform to uh, help launch that and build off this momentum that Coach Byington built last year. Awesome. Yeah, you mentioned uh, Kamaya being on the team. I know some junior fans were excited about that. So what's the roster management process like? You mentioned December, but to get someone like Dimitri and Kamaya, those players, how do you reach out to them and when are you contacting them? And then I guess for Dimitri, what's it like when you're you're being recruited and what else are you sort of juggling in between in between TBT? Yeah, so we start, you kind of got to get a, um, I can't think of the word I'm looking for, but a centerpiece, if you will, and start with one person that you think um, will be good for your team, but also be um, someone that can help you contact other guys. Because, you know, we were friends, with all these people, we follow each other on social media, but many of them are overseas. So there's a time when we started this recruiting process. So there's a time difference, one. And two, because of the back and forth of overseas and whatnot, they sometimes have a lot different phone numbers. They change phone numbers every year just because they get rid of their American phone and get an overseas phone. And so we weren't sure if we had phone numbers. And so um, I actually think we started with AJ Davis as our centerpiece back in December. And obviously there's more to talk about AJ there, um, but started with him and he was all on board. Um, you know, he went to the um, G League right out of college, um, had some stints overseas, but he's not been overseas in a year or two. And uh, we knew this would be something that would really appeal to him because he wants to get back overseas. And so this is a way to showcase his talents on ESPN, all that stuff. Um, so we started with AJ. And then from there, me and Kevin kind of built a list of like who was even eligible, if you will, eligible in the sense of still in shape um, and <laughs> somebody that we would want to be part of our team. And so I think we had a list of maybe 20 to begin with, honestly. And then we kind of like, here's our top 10, here's our top 15, all that stuff. And um Honestly, it kind of whittles itself down because you get some no's, whether it's players stay overseas. Um, for example, Jawan James is a Jamie legend. He's, um, I forget what country he's in, but he um, he pretty much lives full time in whatever country he's in now. So he's not coming back, right? So that's an automatic no, or some guys want an off season. So there's different um, things, but the roster management is definitely the hardest part. One, getting in touch with guys, like I said, and then two, getting responses. It's hard to get responses, whether it's the time change and some of the criteria TBT requires to make a player officially part of the roster is hard to get from the guys and uh, women um, as well. It's They got to send us this video and do fill out some paperwork and all that stuff before they'll actually let us say they're on our roster. So tracking that down is probably the biggest part um, of our job. And yeah, Dimitri was obviously on our list and he was somebody who was actually on the roster in 2017 as well. Um, and beyond basketball, Dimitri, me and Kevin are personally close friends as well. Um, and so he was an easy recruit for us. and. We knew he, wow. he can shoot the ball. We know he stays in shape. And we know he's a he's a getting his PhD in um, sports exercise science. I think he can go into more detail about that. 
um, and knows all the numbers and research behind how to shoot a three-point shot. Know, you, you know, before before we get into science stuff, uh, I just want to say one more time that I appreciate for, you know, well, you said we are, you know, besides being friends, I appreciate, um, you know, you and Kevin just putting this together. And uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm well conscious uh, about how much effort and, um, you know, you, you guys put into this process, but uh, I really appreciate, you know, just being on this team and, um, you know, giving me opportunity to represent JMU, as I say, the school that we all love um, and, you know, our alumni. So I think this is going to be a great opportunity for everybody to get together and, um, you know, just reunite, see each other again, you know, because, you know, we, we are a family that, you know, life, <laughs> I, I'll say, um, physically took us apart you know we are i'm in kansas currently joe is you know in virginia they're, they're you know ron is in hungary so we're all over the place but again i think this is a great opportunity to get together represent jmu uh and and do something that we all love and that's play basketball that's and really awesome. bring everyone back together dimitri and andre nation were freshman roommates so when i made the hotel <laughs> rooming list i was sure to put dimitri and andre nation back together just like old times we need that we need that good 2013 juju Absolutely. That was, that was good stuff. That was, that was a good, wake, wakes up great memories. That's awesome. Yeah. What's the excitement level, Dimitri, to be able to reunite with some of those guys and, and get back on the court. And then, yeah, like Joe mentioned, what are you up to these days and what, what has you in so, Kansas? I'll, I'll say, I'll say this. Uh, I'm very excited. Uh, you know, with social media, it's kind of easy to, to follow what people do, you know, because you can see Instagram stories, you know, Facebook posts, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, just personally be, uh, uh, connected. Uh, I think it takes that to another level. But um, I'm currently a doctoral candidate and graduate teaching assistant at the University of Kansas, um, uh, Nalcom Wood. I'm finishing up my PhD in, a, uh, in the upcoming semester. And uh, um, my career is focused on sports science research. So um, sports science research for um, I would say mainly basketball, uh, just because of my uh, previous experience. Um, and some of the current projects. Actually, I just landed in Orlando um, to present at a National Strength and Conditioning Association conference, one of the projects that we have recently conducted. I, I, I'll say that's a little piece uh, of a large sequence of data study, of, of research studies um, looking, looking at a kinetic and kinematic, or uh, to simplify, biomechanical parameters um, for optimal basketball shooting performance, free throw two point and three point. So, um, and I'm a part of Jayhawk Athletic Performance Lab. So we have a close, um, I'll say, association with athletics and uh, uh, various levels of um, athletes performing on different levels. So, um, yeah, just a uh, long story focused on uh, sports science research. So Awesome. That's super cool. And you've obviously got a great three-point jump shot. Have you tweaked it at all, given that research? Or were you were you a science guy at JMU, or were you just good at shooting the, the three ball? You know, I'll, I'll tell you this. I got my uh, 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 undergrad in exercise science, in kinesiology exercise science. My master was in nutrition. And my PhD, uh, my major is exercise physiology, uh, would focus on sports science. Uh, but again, uh, you know, I'll, I'll tell you this. I was my own uh, research rat, you know, so I was... I was performing all these experiments in myself, how to train, when to train, when to eat, how much to eat, um, you know, and, and I'll say majority of my ideas and uh, everything kind of uh, that motivates me to do this is my personal experience and, and just belief in this and see how that changed my playing career, you know, everybody else that I, um, you know, consulted with and, and everybody else that I crossed paths with. So, um, you know, 
I, I'll say um, it's dream come true for me. Um, you know, sometimes it hurts me that, you know, I never went and officially played professional basketball. I actually denied a couple of professional offers overseas. But again, uh, I'm thankful that um, I was able to translate the passion for basketball and sports um, into sports science research and in a world where I can help other people chase their dreams and reach, you know, undiscovered potentials within themselves. So um, I'll say every single time, you know, uh, we have some findings that will help somebody uh, play better, perform better. That, that excites me, you know, like I'll wake up every morning at 6 a.m. and just wait to go to the lab or talk to coaches talk to, you know, different professors in my department or uh, present to the conference, whatever it is. Again, in this world, just, you know, wake up and uh, um, try to help other people chase their dreams. But anyway, so sorry, I, I went a little bit longer. But, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so cool. And, and Joe, I guess going back to you, to have this roster finally come together and have a chance to watch Jamie play, what's that mean to you given the work? And, and also, what does some of that daily work look like? Because I know we've both got the JMU connection. We've also got the UVA connection a little bit. This is not your full-time job. It's not TBT. So how do you find the time to manage a roster and all that good stuff? Yeah, it's been a busy couple of weeks too, because as you said, I work in the athletic department UVA and I'm in the business office and our fiscal year end was June 30th. <laughs> but um, it's finding time after work, like we're doing here to do things like this um, and get things set up. Um, me and Kevin, I, I think we probably, if not talked every other day, or not talked every day, at least every other day. And I think we'll be on the phone every day from here on out or, or texting and calling with Nikki as well, just to organize things. Um, but um, once we got the roster set and we knew, you know, for the first, because they got rid of the voting, which that was the other thing TBT used to vote in, we spent the first pre-June 15th or, yeah, pre-June 21st, whenever they released the bracket, trying to sell ourselves. <clears throat> so getting media obligations or, um, showcasing the talents of our guys um, to show TBT we mean business. And TBT says their three criteria for putting a team in is um, number one is fan base, number two is reliability, and then three is skill level, and then four is passion. They kind of added that one this year. But with fan base being number one, we needed to show we know what Jamie Nation's about, but they might not know what Jamie Nation's about. Um, luckily, our contact, who's kind of one of the co presidents, went to Richmond, so he kind of gets it. Um, and we just, yeah, we needed to show what Jamie was about. And I, I don't think that, or I do think that softball's run certainly helped us um, because it captivated so many people across the country on um, getting eyeballs on JMU. And I think that gave TBT a chance. I think we're going to be in it either way, but I think they gave TBT a chance to say, wow, there might be a been major, but their fans mean business and their fans are legit. And so since June 15th, it's been all planning and my first job after JMU was actually director of operations for women's basketball at Mercer. So I feel like I'm back in my Dobo days, um, making sure hotel rooms are set up, <laughs> making sure we're raising enough money to cover meals and travel because this is not my team. It's not Kevin's team. It's these players team and it's JMU's team. And we want to make sure that they have a uh, experience where they spend no money and they have a lot of fun. So um, trying to make sure we have money that they can um, travel and eat and, uh, get practice times and all that stuff um, so that we have the best experience possible, but also go out there and win. I mean, I'm not, we might talk about the matchup later, but it'd be a pretty big upset um, both on paper, but just in terms of how popular a team sideline cancer is, if we can do it. And I think we're up for the challenge and excited for that challenge. Um, but um, since we got in, Kevin's been doing a lot more of the player development um, game planning stuff while I've continued to try and do the administrative stuff and make sure 
everybody has what they need, especially this year, we got to do some COVID testing for some people um, and all that stuff and organizing that and making sure they have it in their schedule and all that stuff. Um, and people know where to be and when to be there. So. Awesome. Yeah. A couple questions left. And, and one of them was, was kind of the matchup, just what have you, what do you know about sideline cancer? And then Dimitri, what's the excitement level about being a 16 seed and, and having the opportunity to maybe pull a big upset? Yeah, I think they're a little bit like we are this year, kind of what they were last year. They made a run to the championship game last year and they became this um, fan favorite team. Um, they're the only team to have played in every single TBT. Many have played in like all but one. They're the only team to have played in every single one. Wow. They have a great story because they play for this. Uh, I think it's the Griffith Family Foundation or Cancer Research Foundation. Um, they have some really talented people. Their best or one of their really good players, Marcus Keene. Um, they call him Marcus Elam because TBT has the Elam ending that some people are familiar with. And he hit a lot of game winners last year. Um, but last year they were like a 20, they did a tournament last year different because of COVID and the bubble, but they were like the 22 seed, whereas this year they're a one seed in the West Virginia regional. So, you know, they went in with this chip on their shoulder and that's kind of us this year. Like, um, do we deserve a 16 seed? Maybe we do, but we're out there to prove that we deserve the higher seed. Um, and I think beating the number one seed um, would do so. I think what does benefit us is we are guard heavy. Um, we, Dimitri is one of our bigs. Um, we are a little guard heavy, um, but they are too. So I think I like our matchups with our guards and their guards. And um, we're just going to go out there and try and I feel like people always say this, but we're generally just trying to go out there and be this uh, scrappy and just rebound the heck out of the ball, um, defend the heck out of the ball. And um, the way the Elam ending is, I mean, as long as you're within a couple of points at the end of the game, anything could happen. A couple of the threes and we're back in this thing. <laughs> You know, I'll, I'll say this. I think a lot of people doesn't see everything that's going behind the scenes and actually how much work, um, you know, uh, uh, you and Kev put into this, um, into developing team, contacting all these players, you know, you said collecting the funds. And, you know, uh, uh, ju just from my perspective, my career that I'm currently doing, I know how, how much effort and patience uh, 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 that managing piece takes, you know, I, I think it's a big part with uh, Marv and Kevin uh, Marv. I, ca I call Joe Marv. So uh, uh, one day he'll, you know, he'll, he'll be new Marv. Uh, so, you know, Marv and Kevin put, uh, put behind them. And I think we have a great team. You know, I think it, uh, maybe we didn't play um, together for, you know, previous couple of years, but we all know what we can do. And, you know, uh, 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 all of us, um, well, you know, age is just a number, you know, but we are trying to maintain all our capabilities, basketball skills throughout all these years. So um, um, I, I think that being 16 seed, you know, and picked uh, to play in this tournament uh, against the guys that, uh, you know, previously established them, themselves as a, as a good players and, and, and a good team, I think it will be a, 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 you know, good test for us. Um, definitely we'll work hard, give our best effort, uh, trust in each other and just, you know, re reach for the moon, you know, have a, have a moonshot to, to beat them and uh, be upset. I mean, uh, if I remember correctly, you know, this is basically how we project, we were projected in 2012, 2013 tournament, you know, uh, uh, with an upset against, uh, if I remember correctly, Northeastern and Delaware, you know, so in advancing to, uh, um, you know, well, uh, beating LIU Brooklyn and playing against Indiana, um, you know, which, I mean, that team was, Amazing, you know, there was a Victor Oladipo there, but anyways, long story short, I think <laughs> there'll be a motivating factor for all of us, um, you know, and I think it, um, I think it all other guys, 
and all other members, you know, uh, uh, share my opinion in a way that, you know, we're just looking, looking to, uh, looking for something, some, some motivating factor to give our best effort and, and show what we can do. And again, uh, represent JMU as a school that we all love and care about and, um, you know, just play some basketball. And Dimitri awesome. kind of alluded to it, and I'm, I'm not sure how it's going to translate on the court, but I think one thing we're going to try to use to our advantage is that we're not playing an alumni team. So even though they might not have played yeah. together for years, six of these eight, six of our eight JMU players were on that 2013 team. So they have played together before. So there is some sort of synergy. Um, so sideline played together last year, but um, I think, again, I don't know how that's going to translate on the court, but I think we're going to use that to our advantage in some capacity. And then even a handful of our non-JMU um, individuals on the team our friends and play on the same semi-pro teams as Devon and AJ. So there's some synergy there and just combining those synergies to an even bigger synergy is our goal in hopes of um, pulling off an upset and advancing to the second round of TBT. And, you know, I think that we have a team that uh, 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 has a diverse spectrum of talents, uh, you know, from shooting to rebounding to defending to, you know, I mean, in diff different um, types of, I would say, basketball stats that we can do. So uh, also coaching. And I think it's just putting all those diverse talents in in one team. I think that, uh, and I think, and I really hope that they will uh, be fruitful and that we'll actually um, be able to, you know, who show who we are and, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, with a God's luck beat, you know, <laughs> number one team. So we'll we'll see. We'll see. Awesome, awesome. Can't wait. Can't wait to see you guys give it a shot. And then I just had two questions left. I was curious, Joe. You had mentioned AJ Davis being kind of the the focal point originally of this team and wanting to come together. I guess if there's an update on him and, and his accident and sort of how the, the group has maybe come together uh, after that that happened. Yeah, obviously super unfortunate accident and a lot more has come out publicly. He He's home from the hospital, still has some recovery and some rehab things he'll have to do um, to get back to uh, where he once was before. But um, I, I genuinely mean that he's in great spirits. I mean, Dimitri can agree with me. When he's on these team calls, you wouldn't know anything happened to him. He's the same old AJ, cracking the same joke, same smile on his face. And I genuinely don't think I would be that same way if I, the same situation happened to me. But um, unless something major comes up, he will be on the sidelines with us um, in Charleston as an assistant coach. Um, he's going to be our offensive kind of coordinator um, and work with our, our men and women there and see what he can do. So we're excited to see him in Charleston um and yeah um we'll hopefully get some more updates on his recovery but he's been out mobile he's been able to go to some of his semi-pro games um support his teammates that way um and he'll be in charleston there with us and um yeah he was very appreciative of everyone thinking about him and all that stuff and hopefully we'll have more info and stuff that we can share um and um rally for aj and obviously everyone knows devon and aj are super close so i think i don't think i know devon's ready to ready to battle for his cousin aj and um Hopefully we can do this for AJ too. And um, Absolutely. There will be another motivating factor uh, for all of us, um, you know, because we know how, how much AJ loves basketball and, uh, I mean, and, and how, how much we love basketball. And, there was, that, you know, there was um, our basketball family. And I think, as I said, there will be another motivating factor. Um, you know, we will do everything um, to support um, AJ. I mean, it's unbelievable. Uh, his toughness, you know, seeing him on these uh, phone calls with a smile, uh, with a cracking jokes, you know, like 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 being positive. It is it is unbelievable uh, for somebody to stay tough like that. And um, you know, I had no doubt uh, that he it, it, it was it was so shocking. And I mean, 
you know, it, it, it was, I don't even have words to describe when, you know, I, I heard those bad news, but, you know, it just, it just shows AJ toughness, uh, you know, that, that he's still fighting and, uh, you know, he's still showing up with a smile on his face, uh, getting on these phone calls with, with the guys. And I mean, it is just unbelievable. And I think it, there'll be another motivating factor uh, for all of us um, to keep fighting and give our best effort. That's good to hear. And awesome that'll be on the sideline. That's, that's really cool yeah. that he'll, yeah. he'll be able to do Obviously that. Obviously a tight timeline for recovery to get him this year, but we have all intense purposes of being in TBT next year. And hopefully AJ can actually shoot up and be on the court with us next year. Awesome. And the, the last question I did want to ask that you had mentioned earlier, uh, Kamaya and having Nikki and making sure that there was that women's program tie what was it like to get them? And, and what does that mean to you to make sure they have that tie? I imagine most TBT teams rarely, if ever have a women's basketball program. Yeah, tie. there's been, um, in year one, there was like an all women's team and there's been a couple women's players here and there. I don't think there's any this year. And I don't mm -hmm. even know if there's any coaching staff members, but, um, I have a little bit of history working on the women's basketball side. So, um, and I think every year when basketball gets bigger and bigger, people watch the NCAA tournament and realize, there actually is entertainment value here and stop making lame excuses on it um, and all that stuff. And so when I, when Kevin and I first started brainstorming, the first thing I said was we have to somehow involve the women's program. I'm not sure what it's going to look like, but again, you can't say Jane basketball and not talk about Jane women's basketball when they're the third winningest program. They were the first team to upset a one seed in their first, in their first round game. And um, so I think our first option was let's get Nikki on board as a coach, um, especially since she's currently coaching and, she was there during our time and Kevin was actually a women's practice player before he became a manager and then a graduate assistant at JMU. So he had a little background with Nikki. She was all on board. And then we used Nikki to kind of help us recruit Kamaya and get her. Um, we were super bummed that Kamaya didn't end up making the Connecticut Sun roster, but yeah. um, to our benefit, that allowed her to join the team with us and travel with us to Charleston. And she's been great on the calls too. I never really interacted with her before putting this team together. And I'm not sure if you had in your time at JMU or the overlap and all that, but her personality is off the charts. She's hilarious and does what we need her to do and um, responds to the things and helps us out in ways we can. And I think Dimitri can confirm that as well, but we're excited Absolutely. to have her. Both, absolutely. Both her and Nikki, I mean, first of all, they have a great personalities and they're great basketball players and, and they have an extensive uh, knowledge about basketball as a game. And in that addition, that's unbelievable, uh, you know, uh, uh, that we were able to get them and I'm happy about it. And I think, you know, that, that, as I said, that's a big, big, big addition. And I look forward, you know, just to um, being around them, playing with them and uh, um, to, to, to show uh, that men's basketball, JMU men's basketball uh, is represented as well as JMU women's basketball. Awesome. I think, um, I think I'd bet my million dollars that we're about to win when we win this tournament that we're the only team with a PhD student in the WNBA. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right there. That's awesome. And the other well, thing, too, just to show the – just one more thing I want to add to show the family aspect of it um, is if anyone's interested in coming to West Virginia, Coach Brady yes. is actually going to make a trip with his family. Coach Brady will be there to support us as well as Rob O'Driscoll, if you guys remember him. So um, that's really cool that all these years later, what is it, 2021, so – yeah, five year. Well, the 13 team was eight years ago and they left after 16. So um, excited that they'll be making the trip to Charleston and get to see them and their families um, and have their support, even though they're no longer coaching at JMU because um, they obviously meant a lot to all, a lot of us. And um, yeah, we're excited about that. You know, I'll say this, you know, you say uh, he, he, he's not coaching at JMU anymore. But again, you know, that, that 
kind of that's true for all of us. You know, I'm at the KU, you know, I'm at the University of Kansas, you're at the University of Virginia, we're all, all over the place. But again, uh, uh, once a Duke, always a Duke, you know, so go Dukes. <laughs> that's always, yeah. that's always you carry uh, with you. And uh, I, I guess my heart rate just goes up every single time somebody mentions JMU this, JMU that, or um, it was, you know, my phone was, and, and that's what, uh, you know, Marv said previously, you know, my phone was blowing up when JMU's softball made his big, big, big run, you know. So, um, again, just putting a JMU on a map, wherever it is, and we're all part of JMU family and uh, um, supporting JMU and, uh, um, you know, showing up for each other. I think that, that is going to be great. So, Fantastic. And last note, I guess, where can JMU fans, when will the opening round game take place? And you mentioned uh, the Charleston, West Virginia, I imagine the COVID restrictions have been loosened so people can, if they want to make that trek, watch in person, right? Yep, 100% capacity, or I don't think the whole arena will be 100%, but TBT is 100% capacity, playing at the Charleston Coliseum. They TBT specifically requested that we be in the Charleston region so that we have some people driving distance. So we would love fans, again, to our benefit, not having a, not playing another alumni team. If we get a couple fans, we can kind of take over that arena. Um, July 18th, Sunday, July 18th at 5 p.m. is our first game. Right now, it's on ESPN3. It could get flexed to ESPN or ESPN2. I'm not sure. They've, some games recently have. I'm not sure what changed about those. But um, either way, we'll be on the ESPN Family Networks. Tickets are like $15 for the one game or $50 for the whole weekend. You want to go to all sessions. Um, what else am I missing? We're playing in the same arena that we played in when we played West Virginia. Um, in 2015-16, same hotel and everything. So I really hope I really hope I have the same <laughs> game as I had then. Yeah. There's a lot of parallels with the, you know, like we've already played in this arena and we already stayed in this hotel. And then if we do get three wins and advance to the final round, it's in Dayton, Ohio, which of course is where we played both games in the 2013 NCAA tournament. So a lot of parallels um, and a lot of great storylines that we're excited about. Um, beyond that, we have an Instagram presence, a Twitter presence. Um, and we're just trying to put out content. And again, we want this to be JMU's team, no, no single individual's team. This is to help. We want this to be a team for 10 years to come and kind of create this culture where once your time's up at JMU, you realize that now it's time to go play for TBT and you're not done putting on the purple and gold and go win some money, but also represent JMU. And um, anything we can do to help bring both JMU men's basketball and women's basketball to the next level, we're here for. Awesome. I'm stoked to watch it. I'm looking forward to it. I know it's it's been a journey for you guys to get in, so it's it's awesome Thank to you. have you there. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it'll. Um, it is a big deal. Um, humbly, it's a big deal, and I don't think it's hit me yet because we've been focused on getting it organized. I think once we step foot on that court, and me and Kevin will remember when we were putting an hour five years ago, and now this year, um, when the cameras. Well, on, that's and the that's the hard work that we're actually hard work. Thing. Hard work behind the scenes, you know, like everything that you have to do until somebody, you know, kind of acknowledges what, 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 you know, you or anybody else have been through. So as I, and I, I think I already said this multiple, multiple times, but you and Kevin, you, you have been trying to put this team together for a couple of years and, um, you know, just being one of the 64, it's a big deal just to be a part of this. I think it's amazing uh, just being uh, 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 involved into this basketball tournament. It's a, it's a great opportunity for all of us. And I, I, I'll, I'll just say, whatever happens this year, we're going to give our best. We're going to give a 100% effort, 110. I guess that's not possible. We're going to give 100% effort uh, 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 and, you know, hope for the best. And I think this is a great foundation uh, for future opportunities. This is a great foundation for 
uh, whatever might come uh, in future. But again, let's worry about the present right now. Let's give our best and uh, see where future takes us. Yeah, and win or lose, we need that fan support to mm-hmm. maintain in this thing. As I said, the the number three criteria is talent. The number one is fan base. And so we need Jamie Nation. I know fan eyeballs are a premium these days with so many other entertainment options, but we would love for y'all to tune in on July 18th to be there in person or shout us out on social media or whatever. Because um, TBT sees that and notices that, and that's how they kind of select their teams. And like I said, we want this to be year one of infinity, not just year one of one. For sure, and we get to see uh, all the all the science behind Demetrius' three point shot. Yes. Finally, yes. get to well, see it. Well, uh, <laughs> you know, actually, there are a couple of publications that should that they were recently accepted in a couple of scientific journals, and uh, I'll be willing to share some of that stuff um, again. Well. Uh, uh, you might find something interesting, you know, because you're, you're yeah. a basketball fan and you like basketball. So I'll, I'll forward some stuff to you Please and, do. And, and Joe. And uh, I think that might be of interest to you. And, you know, just to get a better insight in, into what kind of, um, well, cool. You know, I, 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 when I say cool, I, uh, you know, the science is cool. Then, you know, I can probably just put a <laughs> equal sign and put a nerd right next to it. But anyway, so. I'll call myself, you know, a sport nerd, but anyway, so. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, we're looking forward to it. And thank you to both of you for coming on and giving us the details. Thank you very much. Thank ben. you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.